Yeah. I mean, nothing. I mean, in terms of the media, nothing surprises me. I mean, I, I think the the, the kind of the real moment of clarity for me was I, I was at some of the London protests in 2020, and, um, and I think that actually the big one I went to would have been in the one in April last year in London. Yeah, and um, there must have been upwards of you know getting on for half a million people there. Oh, easily. there was more than that. I w- I was there also. I was riding around in London. those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Oh, well, 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 good evening, John. Good evening, Ben. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well, and I think we have another ghost with us tonight. Well, yes. Uh, look, you can see the name very big in your screen right now. It's the ghost, ladies and gentlemen, of Yuri Besmanov. 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 Um, One and only. So uh, it is. It is. It is a, a popular uh, Twitter account. The uh, the ghost of Yuri Besmanov, uh, the leader of shenanigans, and uh, you've just been. You've just had a successful shenanigan, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, but but. But this is what we do on After Dark. We free will. We have conversation with anyone and everyone. And John asked uh, this this man who we've been following each other for about a year, haven't we? On and off, yeah, me and yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it's nice to just have people come have have their say, and we'll just shoot the shit about what's been going on the last couple of years and what's going on in the world right now. And we'll just spend a couple of hours, uh, maybe putting the world to right. So, John. Uh, yeah. Over to you, my friend. Well, this, well, first of all, welcome to our, our wonderful audience, and thank you for sticking with us again. Um, what I would like to say is, if you have the um, the capability of, please um, share us out to as many platforms as possible, so as we can try and build a bigger audience. So, like, yeah, let's, let's subscribe, do and share. Yeah. Do that. Um, do that. So, so. Welcome to After Dark, and I think this is episode 22. I literally have no idea. I don't count yeah, I think it's 22. Um, but apart from that, what I'd really like to know is, who was Yuri Bedsmanov? I know this. And why are you his ghost? Okay. I can't believe you don't know that, John, in your in your media position that you're in. I do, but, uh, I do, but... Um, okay, it's, right. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a those that might not find. It's, it's a podcaster's trick to get you talking. <laughs> right, okay. So for the, for, the, for the uninitiated, then, he was um, a Russian uh, KGB officer um, in the, uh, the Russian disinformation unit. Um he defected to Canada in about, I think it was 1978, I think, and um, became very pro- problematic, actually, to the Canadian intelligence services. And apparently the story is they did it, as, they took him as a as a bit of a backhander to the CIA. The CIA didn't want him for some reason. So it was something to do with the amount of information that um, the Canadians were getting provided with by the sort of the British and the American intelligence services. So the quid pro quo was when they got troublesome defectors, Canada quite often got dumped with them. So effectively he got dumped on Canada and um, proceeded to um, sort of try and integrate and then became something of a, uh, a whistleblower. Um, and 
went public in 1982, I think, and, and started recording a whole series of videos with um, CBC um, explaining basically what Russia was trying to do to the West in terms of destroying the institutions, undermining society, undermining the education system. And 40 years later, we can see the evidence, frankly. We really can. We really, really can. Although, although to be honest, we seem to have done a pretty damn good job ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, to be fair, at the time, I think the uh, it was it, it was started by the Russians. I think the, uh, yeah. the in-house Bolshe- Bolsheviks finished it off in the last 10 years, I think. And, I, I, I was going to say, John, uh, we haven't really done it ourselves. It's just the product of what has been going on. And if you watch those videos, and I have watched those videos many, many times, uh, mm. he is so prophetic isn't he he really is um it's it's happened and and we call it the long march through the institutions at this point but but it but it 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 was evident back then i would say that this was beginning but people just turned a blind eye yeah i think it it was the statist sort of you know mentality i mean it, it started it was obviously from a marxist background and a sort of but um I, I'm not sure I would even describe it as necessarily, you know, the, the results that we're looking at now, I don't think are specific to like, you know, Russian objectives. No. I think, as you say, we've, you've got the sort of just that, that mindset that existed within the West anyway, that has adopted it as a sort of methodology and, um, and made it real, frankly. And, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, the, the really interesting bit about some of his stuff is when he talks about like brainwashing and programming yeah. and, um, you know, crikey, we've seen the evidence of that. Well, yeah, yeah, we have. Look at, look at the start of the pandemic. Three word slogans repeated yeah. three times, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's class, classic yeah. programming yeah. technique, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, often and, and loudly. Well, well, this is it. I mean, we, we, can, we can talk to the existence of a nudge unit. Why on earth did there need to be such a thing if it wasn't about programming about brainwashing just just the just the name itself sounds sinister doesn't it nudge unit (laughs) it sounds faintly pedophilic (laughs) but uh, what what was that other name the psychological insights team yeah oh the behavioral insights oh yeah the behavioral insights the word nudge was actually deliberately chosen as a softer version of basically the psychological sort of you know um uh, you know, sort of, oh, what's the word? No, effectively, the programming unit, the programming unit obviously sounds quite sim- sinister. Yeah, if you call yeah. it the nudge unit, it sounds quite fluffy and, you know, it's a bit like fudge. So it's almost, you know, something. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, some of the people in there as well, you know, we can speak to a professor, Susan Mishy, oh avowed, uh, avowed higher up in the Communist Party of Britain. And nobody saw any issues there. I mean, I can't believe that our so-called conservative government didn't see any issues there. <laughs> yeah, I think so-called conservative is a, is a pretty way, good way of describing it. I, I think so. It's like... Um, Communism is really our the the thing we have today, i.e. globalism, seems to be like a, an evolution of communism where they're just trying to take on the world. It's the same sort of tyranny in the long run. You have an elite that get everything and the pros do everything for you. Yeah. Yeah. You you but but the thing is, we've 
we've made it sexy, haven't we? I say we, but but <laughs> the, the 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 people that tout communism, that call for communism or socialism, they're middle class people who can sit in their London flats and and, mm. and sip martinis of an evening in a in a London wine bar or cocktail bar, and they have no idea what the working class man or woman goes through or, or, or what we can and can't, we can't afford that lifestyle, but, but they think it's normal. They think they're, they think they're on the lower end of society because they, they've been brainwashed into a completely different world. Yeah. And so, like I say to them, communism, socialism is sexy because they think if they get communism slash socialism, they're going to be able to enjoy that. That's, that's, that's their life. They're going to be able to enjoy that. That's, that's what they're going to be able to do all of the time. They're going to be able to live in their swanky flats and sip cocktails. They have no idea, none whatsoever. And I, I, I really do like uh, evoking the name of Yuri Bezmanov because Honestly, everybody should watch those videos. They really should. Mm. Should be on the school curriculum, I think. Actually. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. There's a lot should be on the school curriculum. That right, yeah, that's a fair comment. I mean, there's the, I mean, the, the point that he made, Besmanov, you know, was that how long it takes to, to you know, basically, de- you know, to program a civilization, and it's effectively 20 years because it's three three cycles of the school sort of system effectively yeah well he, um, he 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 spelled it out more directly didn't he he said we'll do it for your children he said hmm. those words we'll do it for your children and they did they did yeah but but what see it's gone awry somewhere hasn't it because this whole wokeism thing and the and i mean we touched on this last night with the decadence the the whole deterioration of society in my view um you know kids not knowing their genders, everybody being confused, trans, all sharing the same toilets, dogs and cats fucking each other <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> you know, it's like, what what's happened? Because these, those are not communist values. Yeah, I, I'm going to say, it's, it's, it, the thing I find actually is it's, in, it's incredibly difficult to describe actually what, what you're kind of facing. You know, communism mm-hmm. is, is certainly strong elements of communism in it oh absolutely like say that, that there's there's this sort of there's a much more um authoritarian side to it i think you know you know that we there's, there's lots of people who say you know we've never done proper socialism this is often the sort of response you get and and, and it, i have some sympathy with that i mean there is an element of truth in that in that because I, I think it's impossible because inevitably you get this uh you know situation where somebody takes charge or you get the you know the slight, slightly more equal uh, members of the society yep. that you know do better so well um, you, you've also got to remember something like socialism can work on a commune level right if, you, if you've got a commune of people and yeah, you decide yeah. to work together and live together it can work on that level you know about 20 mm. people maybe 100 people but when you start scaling this up uh, there are, and it, it has to become authoritarian by its very nature because there are going to be, be people who don't want to do that. They don't want to go along with that. They want to get out ahead. They want to better themselves. They don't want to live in that groupthink or that mindset. And in order to make sure that everybody does, you have to have an element of authoritarianism. And so when they say, oh, it hasn't been tried or that wasn't real communism. 
I, I, maybe it started that way, and and then then you very quickly realise that not everybody wants to live like this. So how do you how do you, how do you make sure that everybody is equally poor? And I will say equally poor. Um, you, you have to to. To, to get the jackboot out you have to stamp on the people you have to make sure they stay in line otherwise it just can't work and so it's it's never going to work and they just need to stop yeah yeah i think i mean i, I always say that the, the problem with communism is it, it it just doesn't deal with sort of human nature in that you know it's, it's that classic uh line of um equality of opportunity but not necessarily equality of outcome Absolutely. and um, because you know fundamentally people aren't equal you know people have different talents and different capabilities different motivations and therefore you know inevitably you know some people will step forward you know take a leading role take risks you know do things make more money be more successful and um, others won't and actually quite a lot of the others generally aren't that fussed about it either you know i mean i you know i'm not rich by any stretch and i'm no particular aspirations to be um but um given that i you know i see people that are and i know that the sacrifices and the kind of um compromises they make which i'm not prepared to do um, yeah but um and i'm like good luck to them if they you know if they made it through sort of honest graft um often that's not the case which is a bit of a problem but <laughs> and, um, but um, you know, I'll be good luck to them. But is is that a kind of? I do think you know, communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, does you know it does breed envy, and it, it does then drive you towards this lowest common denominator approach, where you know as long as everyone's equally poor, everybody's happy. But of course, you've all generally own in that case, nothing. Nobody, nobody's happy. No, you've all own nothing and be happy. <laughs> Yes, exactly, and uh, yeah. that that rhetoric is terrifying, isn't it? Really, yeah. that, that, that rhetoric. I, see that, that, I, I don't know how you describe that other than just like you know, totalitarian. Really, that's <laughs> exactly. Well, it's not communism or social. It's just totalitarianism. I mean, it's basically you know, you know, we will. Uh, I mean, the thing that cracks me up with all that stuff is that. Um, you know, you will own nothing, but you know, will. <laughs> someone will. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> because <laughs> the, oh, you'll the... you'll rent everybody uh, everything. Well, who are you going to rent it from? Yeah. 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 So, so uh, all these leaders all went to the same school, didn't they? And when I say school, I don't mean school. I mean they all went through the World Economic Forum. Young leaders. Are many of them they? did? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Trudeau uh, in Canada. Yeah, Jacinda. Jacinda Ardern, Tony uh, Blair. Well, Tony, I think Tony Blair was kind of in at the start, and he's he's infiltrated many cabinets as well. No, hasn't he, I mean, I, I I think pretty sure he infiltrated Jacinda's cabinet. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go there. I don't understand in how both, you, in both respects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like kissing the alien, wouldn't it? <laughs> you'd be lucky if you kept your tongue. <laughs> Hello you'd there, to, you, right? You'd have, you'd yeah, I'm going to say, I think, best move on out. You'd have to present everything flat. You're like a horse so it doesn't take your whole hand. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's one of those things, I think, it's... it's, it's 
I, I'm very much of the view that, you know, it's the other way around. These people are selected yeah. at an early age. Yeah, they yeah. Don't, they don't, you know, go to these sort of schools or whatever, these groups, you know, that they, they get selected and identified as being yeah. the sort of people that they want to process through these places and, and essentially place in positions of authority. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're right, I, and and even even the American presidents things. I mean, like John Bush is related to the Queen, you know. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, all in just... the same. They're all in the same kind of. The, the current all circulate in the same circle. The current. I mean, I. I sorry. No, no, you carry on. I was going to say, I, I, I try, you know, I, I very much try to avoid going down all the sort of rabbit holes and the. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there are just objective facts about you know, you know. Mm-hmm powerful families that effectively have created dynasties of, of you know, governance. And uh, Ross, you don't have to be a conspiracy theory to, just to, to see it in black and white, really. Absolutely. And, uh, well, you know, what what is it they always say? Follow the money. Yeah, And when you follow, follow the money, the money. You, you, you always come. I think it's the same three families, isn't it? At the top, there's the Rothschilds. There's the, oh, for, I'd take a forgotten other two, but there's... The Rockefellers and who's the third one? There's there's a third one that no one talks about. I'll get I'll I'll, I'll find out and get back here. But it's always the same three families at the top of the tree. Yeah, well, is it is it not the Rothschilds who essentially own the World Bank, and then the World Bank literally loans money to governments who are then forever indebted to the World Bank. And, well, and I, I mean, you you know the economic system. You know how it works, and I mean the well, whole I, thing's I, a I, house of cards. Yeah, I, really I, I was going to say, I know how the economic system works to a level, but then there there is a there is a there is another element to the economic system that's not out in the mainstream. And if you started going down those rabbit holes, you would be called a conspiracy theorist, despite the fact it's more than likely true. Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> the paper's all there. <laughs> well, exactly. But you get called if you start like someone says in the chat. Shalini says in the chat she's naming Soros, and while he's not at the top, he's certainly a financier of. Um, oh, I saw a picture of him. Bad, bad things. I will say. I saw but a it, young, a young picture of him on Twitter the other day. Did you see it? No, I and didn't. In his uniform. No, I didn't. Uh, because... Yeah. <laughs> but the point I'm making is if you invoke his name and you start saying these sorts of things and, like, he he's responsible for funding this, that, and the other that's done this bad thing, that bad thing, they just go anti-Semite. That's, yeah, what, that's, yeah. that's, that's the first thing they do. They say anti-Semite because he's Jewish. Um, no, 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 no. He is very heavily financing very, very bad things like Antifa. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what Antifa is, it's a terrorist organization. And I don't use that word lightly. It's a terrorist organization. It's, I, I would I would say it's almost exactly the opposite of its name. Yes, absolutely. They call themselves anti-fascists while acting exactly like a fascist would. And whilst I'm not saying that he is directly handing money to these organisations, he he does it through proxies like his Open Societies Foundation. And then that will go down to a a, a an anti-racism group that's usually very racist. And uh, and yeah. then and then that money will filter out to these so-called black bloc protesters who then start buying guns and body armor and ammunition and stop going around quite literally hurting people 
And the man at the top, where all of this money is coming from, is for the most part, for many of these organizations, I'm not saying all, but for many of them, George Soros. That's mm-hmm. true. And saying that does not make you an anti Semite. I, I feel like I have to say that, John. I do. Yeah. I think that's the problem, isn't it? There's so many of these things is that, you know, there's like, if you did the Venn diagram of objective facts yeah. and then things that people call conspiracy theories, the bit in the middle is almost, you know, is a significant, it'll be about 90%. Probably anywhere between ninety percent, and then slap bang in the middle, we'll sit us three and many others like us, right? We'll sit slap bang in the middle of that because what we do, uh, and and I know you do the same, is we we look objectively at everything from all angles and we try and work out what the hell is and is not true. And I'm I'm not saying that everything that would let's say stereotypically uh, fall on what we would call our side of a fence is true because there is disinformation, quote-unquote, comes from everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's- yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned that lesson in the last couple of months, actually, a number of times, you know, on Twitter, yeah, you know, retweeting stuff, and, and then, you know, I've ended up deleting things. It's pretty much the only thing I ever delete, actually, on Twitter, is if I know something is basically either fake or yeah. duff info or, you know, old, quite often people. One thing I've noticed on Twitter particularly is people, you know, retweet something to generate a bit of outrage and then you look at it and it's like eight years old or something like that yeah, and, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm much more cautious now than i was a year ago for sure yeah. see that's yeah. that's the stance i've always taken and do you know what i've actually copped a load of shit from our side sometimes for saying something might not yeah. be true or <laughs> this, this is the thing i don't like this our side their side because if you if you look back over the last two years, and yeah, there were a number of outspoken outspoken people at the beginning of the last um, pandemic, shall we say, um, and and I think we were one of them or some of them. Right? Yeah, I think we all were. But I think the last two years has done a great service to people who would formerly have been classified as conspiracy theorists because nearly everything that we've said has come true. And you can't really call people a conspiracy theorist once everything's been proven to be true. Well, they can because they do. They still yeah, continue. Okay, but then <laughs> they're explicitly wrong. You're, you're, you're back into Yuri Bezmanov territory there yes. where you can put the facts yeah. in front of people and however you know, solid the evidence, once they've actually adopted a belief system, you're frankly wasting your time. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Because, you know... And um, and I think the challenge for us, if you like, is is that on the sort of sceptic side is to to really work hard to make sure we don't fall into that trap. Yes. Yeah. That's how you just become, you know, very easily discredited, don't you? Yeah. Well, well, that's see, that's the problem in Twitter. People react instead of instead of you know considering and then commenting. They react too quickly. And yeah. They'll retweet things without giving it any proper thought or any proper. Absolutely, and you know what? I've had to, I've had to put you back on the straight and narrow a few times, haven't I, John? Oh, it's just boys. Have I not? A couple of times, a but couple only, of be- times, only because yeah. I was. Oh, but having said that, 
most of the times I'm I actually I'm not tweeting it to the the populace. I'm sending it to you, my resident fact checker. Yeah, but... my fact checker and residence, if you will. My, I'll just send it to my autistic guy. There you go. I'll send it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, see what he see what he thinks. That's right, Ben. <laughs> Weapon. Let's weaponize his autism. Come on, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are you. You have no idea how lucky you are, John, with a disabled autistic guy as a partner who does nothing but take the piss out you know, of himself. I'm lucky, I. I'm yeah. Super lucky. You've hit, you've hit the jackpot. Man. He has hit the jackpot because he can make autism and disabled jokes, and I laugh. I laugh. Yeah. Well, and, and to be fair, he's he's also got the double card of being a cripple as well. Yeah, yeah. Which which, which means he, he he gets you around theme parks really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you get the express lane, yeah, nice one. Yeah. John, John had a good time at Alton Towers. He did. He had a good time at Alton yeah. Towers. He didn't I mean, have to queue for anything. We had a good time at Disney as well. Yeah, we did. We had a good time at Disney. <laughs> Oh, I'm taking the family there in October. That should be fun. Yeah, but you 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 can't take out the wall on, can you? Yeah, I can the take line. A, yeah five five people. Oh, on the cripple line. Yeah, you take five with oh, you. Hell. Yeah, hell. that's yeah. an entourage. That isn't it? yeah, it is. It's good. It's good. And Dexter also gets it. Oh. You can go in two separate things at the same time. We could go in two separate things at the same time, or ten people, or twelve people technically. Yeah, people would just hate you for that. Yeah, well, do you know what? They can, they can, they can live a day in my shoes, and then they can hate me all they like. There yeah. we go. There, there we go. go. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Yes, <laughs> John. Yes, Ben. I've I've completely you... lost my train of thought. Please pick this so show back. Tell up. me, tell me about these shenanigans that you get up to, Yuri. You know, you never ask. I, I I really didn't think a ghost would be that socially adept. It's, um, you're making a big assumption. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It it, it just started actually from, um, you know, probably six months ago. Some of the people I chat with regularly on Twitter, most of whom we've never met, you know, we've only met on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. Um, And I think on the back of, you know, lockdowns and all the other bullshit that was going on, basically, um, you know, we all said like we need to meet up and have a bit of a party. And um, one thing I'm good at is parties. Well, <laughs> so, uh, though, so. though, though, you're going to give us some insight into the shenanigan now. We know people had a good time. We know that. We just don't really know what went on. Yeah. What, what it was happens at the shenanigan? Wholesome. Stays at the shenanigan. It was all very wholesome. Um, so yeah, what happened? So we, I just sort of foolishly you know i wouldn't say volunteered but everyone else took a step back so i looked around and it was like oh it's me then fine okay and um i got a bit carried away i think i suppose in that um <laughs> I, I i went and uh looked at a couple of venues and i just kind of came away with a sense that um actually yeah this could work this could this could really work and uh I always like the word shenanigan. I just thought it's, it's a magnificent word and like, it perfectly describes the sort of thing that I like to get involved in. And, um, and so I, 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 but it was interesting actually. One of the great things about the shenanigan is the fact that um, so many people stepped forward actually to help. Um, yeah. 
I had some amazing support from people that I, you know, would never have imagined actually, um, you know, that got involved in helping me sort of create some of the graphics for it. Um, a contact of mine basically sponsored the disco. Um, so we ended up, I mean, as a for instance. Um, there was a disco. We, en- we ended up, well, it wasn't just a disco. We had basically a top DJ, like an international DJ that, you know, was, was, like well out of my sort of uh, budget. Who was it? Um, it's a guy called, I don't know if I can, I could probably say, yeah, a guy called Carlo Rossi. So uh, right. he's on online. So if you, if you look at him online, he, um, and he, uh, he, he was actually in Saudi Arabia on the day before and he flew back uh, to do the gig because what the, this is the sort of crazy thing that happened. Turned out he was following me already on Twitter. Okay. And he loved the account. Um, and, um, and so when he realized that it was me doing the gig, he was all over it in terms of coming to, 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 you know, do, do the gig basically. Fantastic. um, And I had other people that sort of stepped up to do, so the gist of it was, I thought, well, we can do a piss up, frankly, anytime, you know, so let's do something a bit more interesting than just a piss up, but you know, we will still do that as well. But. So I started to look at um, getting a few, I thought, let's do a sort of mini conference. So, and the idea was to give people some useful sort of things that they could take away yeah. that are going to help them survive the, you know, impending shit show that's coming down the tracks. Yeah. Um, be it from a personal resilience point of view, you know, in terms of sort of mental resilience and physical resilience, Um you know, I had a, a guy that I know is a cyber security expert. So he, he did a 20 minute talk on, you know, how to kind of keep yourself secure online. Um, you know, some really good tips, you know, the simple things you can do that, you know, make, make you a lot safer online. And then um, <laughs> through some of the other contacts, I had people sort of getting involved. So I ended up with a, a guy who used to work for Cambridge Analytica. Okay. So he was actually one of their behavioral scientists who basically gave us a, a 25 minute presentation on how not to get nudged. Okay. Um, so we did that. And then I had another guy that I met through work, actually. Um, he was actually um, a Paralympic um, gold medalist from the Rio Olympics. Um, and he did a talk on sort of, you know, personal resilience and how you come back from, you know, trauma and, and sort of, and so we, I had this stellar array of speakers um, and then um, we had a dinner as well and, and then this kind of like international DJ and I mean it was quite funny because cool. like normally he you know he would get he would go to somewhere and they would have like 20 grand's worth of rig you know set up in this club to, to do the show or in a big venue of some sort and yeah. um, and you know, we basically lashed up a DJ set on a couple of trestle tables with some some lights that uh, we hired, and, and but the whole thing just worked. It just worked amazingly well, and uh, everybody was there. That seemed to have a great time. And you sold and, out, um, didn't you? Yeah, it did. Yeah, and um, and well, I mean, what was fascinating, really, I suppose, is the fact that I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got a good network around me of people that have been awake to the you know, the whole bollocks from day one, really. So yeah. Yeah. I, I've never been isolated. And, and, you know, in terms of like my other half 
although she doesn't get involved in the stuff I get involved in, you know, we've never fallen out over it and any of that. Whereas I know, you know, people who've like basically ended relationships over it, you know, have lost, you know, big networks of friends. Well, and me and John are very lucky in that respect as well, because both of our wives have basically yeah. left us to it or, or, or been a hundred percent on board with it. So, yeah. and yeah. so we are, I think all three of us here are very lucky in that respect, because as you say, yeah. I know many people whose marriages yeah. have ended over this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a good friend of mine, um, her daughter and her, they won't talk to her basically. Um, oh, and won't let her see her grandson um, purely because they disagree on, you know, some of the things that are going on. It's absolutely mad. And yeah, that they, is mad. That is um, that is mad. And it's so heartbreaking as well. And, and yeah, it, 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 I just don't, I can't fathom it really. And, and, and what was interesting was how many people that came to the shenanigan, you know, had, had been really isolated and they were so like, sort of excited to be in a room of people yeah. when they could have a conversation about, you know, the whole yeah. bloody yeah. scenario and what, vaccines what, what, and things without yeah, getting on like minded, Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like-minded yeah. people, yeah. And, I, um, I mean, and, the only other place really to have been able to do that were the protests. Um, yeah. And this this what you threw was actually a an overnight affair, wasn't it, Yuri? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a proper shenanigan. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, so the, the party went on till quite late. I can tell you. That's cool. Um, cool. Yeah, and uh, you know everybody, pretty much that was there had a great time, and, and I think that it, it just was. Um, I don't know. It was a very life-enhancing experience, really, and uh, yeah. you know I think you know I, I got a huge amount out of it just from the sort of. The response I got and the, the sort of support I got, um, but just to see, you know, people that had sort of really been in quite a dark place actually, mm. um, you know, meet and they, they just kind of came alive. You know, people literally kind of came alive in front of your eyes. It was it was a pretty amazing experience actually. So where did you hold uh, this first shenanigan? It was at the uh, the Holiday Inn in Kenilworth. Kenilworth. Where is Kenilworth? Excuse me. Kenilworth, near, near, it's in the Midlands, near Warwick, sort of Coventry area. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. And, and it was quite interesting, actually, how many people said as well, which was quite funny. You know, thank God it's not in bloody London. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. whilst, whilst London is kind of a central hub, uh, uh, because, you know, rail links and things like that all go there, Um it's expensive. It, yeah, I imagine the cost to throw the thing would have been five oh, times, been three as times, much. Than that, yeah. yeah, three times as much. Easy. I mean, that was the thing. I was. It, 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 it's a great location anyway because it's very central. It's got, it's you know, great links to the road network and yeah. train station, literally, and quite a lot of because it's quite a, it's it's kind of a touristy place in a way. So well, yeah, you've um, got Warwick Castle just up the road. Yeah, you got Warwick and, and Kenilworth Castle. Literally, yeah. the hotel is in the grounds of Kenilworth Castle. Oh, lovely! Which is quite oh. a nice, nice castle as well. Um, so you know, quite a lot of people in the morning had a, a, a hangover sort of <laughs> walk around the grounds and. Um, and yeah, and, and the hotel actually. I mean, fair play. They they did a, did us proud actually. Um, you know, even even the food was good. I mean, everyone was quite shocked. I think at how good the food was. Well, uh, uh, at a Holiday Inn, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. quite shocked to be honest. If you're saying it was and, good, uh, you know, there were a few people there that eat in some very nice restaurants, and even they were saying actually how, how good the food was. Well, 
Um, you're, you're doing something in July, aren't you, Yuri? Yeah, we've got a slightly more bijou sort of affair. We've got um, a little more of a gathering, really, and in, in, we're doing one on the 2nd of July up in, in London. Right. Um, which will be in a sort of a, a, a picnic in a park, we've called it, So, uh, which I've, I've literally today sold the last tickets for today. So, I mean, but the, they're not really um, – the, the tickets really are uh, – only I'm only selling tickets to just limit the numbers. I was going to so, say got, I, there was something I was meant to do, and buying a ticket was one of them, and I completely yeah. forgot. <laughs> so, I might be able to squeeze you in if uh, if you uh, if you play your cards right, but uh, but we're limited in terms of numbers because of the location, which I can't reveal. But it's a very nice location. Oh, and, uh, I like the sound of that. Be, it'll be quite cool, actually, um, and. Um, and then actually, there's a, there's a, a quite a few people have sort of you know missed the shenanigan the first one, and then they, they can't do this one. So there's there's another one in the diary now for the 13th of August, which is going to be in Stratford on Avon, which okay. will be a very oh, nice. informal affair with just a just a you know an opportunity for people to meet up actually. So yeah, yeah. And then you are well, are, you are, aren't you? You're looking at doing another grand shenanigan in October. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I, I think I'll see how I get on through the summer first. Yeah. If I um. But if if yeah, you if you if you do go go through with the October one, we will we will help you with that. Um, yeah, and I appreciate that. That's, and, um, and we'll be all in on that because October. I, I tell you what, I don't know why, and it's not just me. It's where, it's where many are you going to Disney? In in the middle. Of, I've already given him the dates. That I'm away. Oh, right, don't okay. worry. Or just sort of done that, right? Oh, okay. I'm 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 away from the ninth, well the eighth technically to the thirteenth. So there's there's just oh you're four, not always long. No, but... just a four day in the, in there. But um, but I was I was going to say to you, I I don't know why this is just sort of an autistic person's thing. Really, we all seem to be obsessed with Halloween. It's really weird. I mean, is your son does your son Sean like Halloween? Yeah, 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 yeah. My son Still likes loves it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, twenty-five and he still dresses up. Yeah, yeah, too right. <laughs> uh, Thirty-two with kids. I, a, any opportunity, any any excuse. Yep, cover cover me face in fake blood. Have a laugh. Too right. So if we can if if we can if we can put something together or do something together in and around the the spooky season, and I think most of the yeah, people. I, are... I was just going to say, funny enough, I can't stand it. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry to piss on your chips. <laughs> like I loathe it with a passion. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, I guarantee you, ninety percent of the people that uh 90% of the people that I did see would have, that came to the shenanigans uh would would look for any excuse to get in a costume as well <laughs> I would say right I might uh, have to bump it to November then in that case <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a bonfire night while a guy falls one that might be quite cool we could all just dress up in the uh, old anonymous masks yeah 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 so i mean i think so. i think i'm gonna go to I, I so this this past november 5th i went to parliament um and went to the million mask march okay and nearly got well technically kind of got blown up a, a firework exploded against my leg and burned me a bit and bruised me right. and and it was nuts and if I, I should not have been there but i'm going again this year <laughs> Right, right. It, it, it got the adrenaline pumping. It was. It could be interesting. I mean, I think. I mean, God knows where we're going to be. You know, come November. Um, yeah. 
I mean, we might end up having to do a rave in a disused warehouse, the way things are going. Well, I mean... An, an, an underground train tunnel in the middle of the country somewhere that's never been used. So... So, so let's let's move on a bit to the so, sort of more more recent news. So, yesterday in Parliament, Sir Desmond Swain stood up and questioned the skinny Sontaran himself, Sad Chaji Javid, about yeah. about a job listing that was uh, available. Job listings. To, well, for they were director yeah. and deputy director for the Coof Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And first of all, the first concerning thing is that Sajid didn't seem to know about the existence of these jobs within his own department. But second of all, he has now confirmed that those listings have been removed. So what was that all about, guys? Have they been removed? Well, they're saying they have. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. Um, Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I, I... I do think that there's an element of government that is just kind of like, it's like a super tanker. Yeah. And that um, bits of it are, you know, are almost out of control. And therefore, you know, to be, you know, the minister, you know, have a huge brief and, you know, to give them some credit, you can't be on top of all of it. Um, And I think stuff, once it gets put in train, it is literally like stopping a runaway train, I think. Although, and, um, to be fair, that that's a pretty high-profile job. I think it was around about mm. 70 or K. Yeah, and, and it was permanent. And it was permanent. And and people have been pointing it out for quite a while. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Javid says, first of all, he doesn't know about these jobs in his own he department. He looked very shaky as well when he was discussing it. And yeah, then, he made an interesting comment, I thought. He said that, you know, like... I don't know if I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but he said, like, you know, it will never happen. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I thought, hmm, kind of interesting. Do you think, um, do, do you think then possibly those jobs reappear, but with a slightly different name? Uh, I mean, it's, it's an interesting question, isn't it? I mean, I, 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 I was, I suppose, pleasantly surprised in a way in that, you know, once the COVID passes you know the vaccine pass had been introduced i actually was relatively confident that that was you know we'd, we'd struggle to ever get the things taken out and the fact um i mean i you know go to a lot of sport and, and gigs and things and um you know I, I was perfectly prepared to never go again you know on yeah. principle actually yeah. because you know i simply refused to you know the idea that you take, you know, a, a still in development product, you know, that from a health point of view has no benefit to me just to go and watch a football match is, is well, it's beyond paradigm. Yeah, really. plenty, plenty of people. I know plenty of people. It's, it's absolutely biggest belief, doesn't it? I just, yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I was never really bothered about it, Yuri, because uh, John, John can obviously attest to this. Um, I I was always um, always confident that you could do whatever you wanted anyway. So much that I I was so brazen about the whole thing that in October last year, when it was all in full effect and full force, mm-hmm. I entered France. Right. Yeah. I right. entered France and then took John to Disney. <laughs> <Right. Okay. laughs> Didn't I, John? 
Yes, yes, you did. And and in, in, the, in the end of October and November, I went on an eight, eight, eight country European tour. He did with my family, and right. um, not not one of us, and not right. once at only. Only once refused service. Yeah, me, me, me and John had a, a lovely sit-down meal in Planet Hollywood when you were supposed to be with past, didn't we, John? Yeah, yeah. You could people could cheat a little. Okay, we, we did cheat a little, Barry. Yeah, but there are ways and means around things. But yeah, yeah, but the, I mean, um, when I when I went on the eight country tour, we were we were quite out front. We didn't have one, and no one asked. When we entered Disney, I presented a a, a screenshotted QR code from a woman named Susan. <laughs> just 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 yeah. for shits and giggles. Yeah, we yeah. made an episode called Barry and Susan's Big Day Out. We did. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose you have got quite long hair, Ben. So yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Well, but he did have a. He did have. Quite I mean, to be fair, who, who's and you know, who's going to question it these days? You know, yeah, The guy, the guy did a, a double take and called his friend over who said. <laughs> it's true. His shoulders, yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, he looked at it, looked at me, looked at it, looked at me, called his friend over, <laughs> looked at it, looked at me, and they just went, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's interesting. One of the, I, I, I do wonder, and I never really experienced it because I, I was never in a position to need to, I suppose, but how much of it, you know, was like there was a huge amount on the media, and like you'd, you'd see it all over Twitter, particularly, where you know, people showing these really yeah. aggressive, like policing, yeah. sort of, you know, of like supermarkets and things. And I, after, I always thought how much of that is just like, you know, effective well, propaganda. And I never yeah. saw any. I never saw any problems in supermarkets. And remember, I was in France, which were like mental. Yeah, I mean they yeah. they were absolutely mental, and I never saw any problems in supermarkets anywhere. Yeah, how, how much of it was like conditioning, or I don't know. Yeah. Sort of, well, I mean, here here in England, when it came to the supermarkets thing, and you probably did the same as me, Yuri. Obviously, didn't wear a face covering in a supermarket. Um, I only ever got challenged once by a Morrison security guard, and I had a I had an A4 copy of the mass legislation in my pocket, um, and I filmed this at the time, so I filmed it as it was occurring. A police officer came over, a police officer came over, and I was very calm and I was very nice to her and I handed her the legislation. She turned around to me and she went, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I'll deal with them and let me go shopping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, That was the thing. I mean, I I always thought... She didn't let you go shopping. What she did was she prevented them stopping you. Yeah, she prevented them stopping me from going shopping. And obviously I did have the, the... the Vision Express uh, incident as well, where two members of staff got sacked for refusing to uh, help me yeah. uh, because right. the first one kicked me out of the chair when I was having an eye appointment because I wouldn't wear a mask, um, despite the fact that I had signalled that I was exempt, um, uh, which was against the law. Can't review service yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second yeah. one called the police and then and then gave my details to the police officers illegally. Right. Um, so he was sacked, and the, the eye examiner, she was sacked as well. And do I feel <laughs> bad about that? No. No, no, I wouldn't either. I mean, the thing I find extraordinary with all of that is it, it was just 
the willingness of just regular people to become, you know, mini Nazis. Yeah. Well, implementing. You only have, you only have to go back seventy years to. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? Like, they talk about the banality of evil, don't they? You mm-hmm. know, and that, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think we 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 got pretty close to it in terms of like, you know, the the levels of sort of you know self policing or you know certainly you know neighbour policing that you were seeing, and I just never would have believed would have seen it in this country. But there you go. It, it was a, a bit of a shocking experience in, in, from my point of view. Well, no, and and all people needed to do uh, throughout all of this was just assert their right to just assert yeah. their rights. And yeah. and you didn't have to be rude, right? You did not have to be rude to anybody. You didn't have to explode at anybody. In fact, it, I took great pleasure in being calm, collected, and simply yeah. telling them that I was going to do this stuff and they weren't going to stop me. uh, My favourite thing to do, and this was just for shits and giggles more than anything because it got to the point where I was just trolling everybody in real life, um, as I'd ride to the supermarket on my mobility scooter. I could have driven there, right? But I'd ride there on my mobility scooter because I knew there'd be a massive queue outside the supermarket and then I'd just ride past the queue with a big smile on my face and ride straight into the shop. And, and they'd all look at me like, what is he doing? And I'd just be like, I'm not cattle. I'm pointing at the red light and go on in. Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes I actually found, especially at my local co-op, they'd simply follow me in. They, they would simply follow me in. It's almost like they were waiting for somebody to tell them that it was okay to not act like an idiot. Yeah, exactly. I think so. I mean, I... Anyway... Yeah. Tell me, tell me something, Yuri. Have you ever frozen a potato? I've ever frozen a potato. I'm out. I think I can. I can <laughs> safely say no. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's, um, I've got a feeling I'm going to regret it though. Uh, well, we had a we had a little skit last night about frozen potatoes. On uh, and, and, and I think this actually leans into how stupid some people really can yeah. be. Well, so so the headline was doctors warn people not to stick frozen potatoes up their anus. <laughs> Apparently, it's a it's a well, it's an old wife's tales cure for hemorrhoids. And um, right. apparently people, because they haven't been able to see a doctor, have started doing these things. Now, I think it does say slice the potato, but actually what I think you mean is make, if, you make know, chips. I mean, so you could probably just buy McCain's chips just and say, use them. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say something there, but I thought better of it, actually. Nice Jersey Royal might be all right. <laughs> I mean, it'd certainly probably be small enough. <laughs> so my first thought, my first thought when I read the headline was, "How is one to defrost your potato quickly?" <laughs> Other than by doing that. I mean, I, I, I guess you know we shouldn't be shocked at anymore, but the no, we capacity of people to do bizarre things to themselves, yeah. Yeah. Know, it's almost limitless, isn't it? So Well, yeah. I mean you you ask people to do ridiculous things yeah, like but... cover their cover their breathing breathing orifice and, yeah. and they they gleefully carry on, don't they, they? they? They do, they just they just do as they're told because the, the best one had to be the St. John's ambulance oh, advice God. on how to do mouth to mouth resuscitation. 
it was don't do mouth to mouth. If a person if a person is struggling to breathe, cover their mouth and nose with a folded towel or a damp cloth. Drunk cloth of other things. Give them the full waterboarding experience. Suffocate them. And do you know what? That's still the advice now. I know, I know. Although, although, ladies and gentlemen, oh, oh, bit, bit, bit of news that went uh, very quietly under the radar. Um, but it's, oh yeah, yeah. Here's a bit of news that went very quietly under the radar, um, but it is real. As How did of, I hear this? I heard this. I heard this this morning. As of yesterday, it is no longer a quote-unquote requirement to wear a face covering in either your GP or the hospital. It is now personal all, choice. They've dropped all medical requirements. Yep. Medical yeah. Yeah, Although many GP surgeries and hospitals did not get the memo. Well, apparently not. <laughs> That's how quietly it went under the radar. In fact, yes. my wife just yesterday, on the day it was dropped, had an asthma review because she's heavily asthmatic. So, first of all, she was exempt anyway. Mm. And yet they said to her, you leper, you sit in the foyer. You wait in the foyer, leper. And they separated her and put her in the foyer despite the fact there is no requirement anymore. So, so I'm pretty sure they, even, they just broke the law. This wasn't what I was thinking about. This, what I was thinking about was the um, the assassination attempt. Yeah, yeah no, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I was going to get to that because it, it, right. it leans into how people will do things because of their programming. And it leans right back into the, the teachings of Mr. Besmanov because it is the leftist woke authoritarian mindset did you know yuri that supreme court justice brett kavanaugh uh someone tried to assassinate him yesterday right no i didn't a leftist tried to assassinate supreme court justice brett kavanaugh yesterday um he was foiled near brett's home he was arrested uh, loaded gun he was going to brett kavanaugh's house to murder him um, and, and he said that to the police. It, it appears he did uh, indeed yeah. say it. He did admit it. Uh, but just, just, um, just, just a few hours earlier, Chuck Schumer, the the Democrat, was on TV at the podium, saying, "Brett Kavanaugh, you will feel the full force of this whirlwind when it comes to the Roe v. Wade uh, demonstrations." And it looks like somebody took a cue from that. Somebody brainwashed may have taken a cue from that and went and tried to assassinate a Supreme Court justice in his own home. And then what's even scarier is the people that are obviously ideologically aligned with the would-be assassin, i.e. the news media, have suppressed it big time. Yeah, I mean nothing. I mean, in terms of the media, nothing surprises me. I mean, I, I think the the, the kind of the real moment of clarity for me was I, I was at some of the London protests in 2020, and um, I think that actually the big one I went to would have been in the one in April last year in London. Yeah, and um, there must have been upwards of you know getting on for half a million people there. Oh, easily. there was more than that. I, w I was there also. I was riding around on my mobility scooter filming, uh, and, and many of the people in the chat were there with me. Um, yeah. It, it, there was far more than half. I, I would but, say upwards of a million. 
it could have been because I mean, I, I mean, at one point the queue basically didn't it went from Hyde Park all the way to Blackfriars, yeah, down to the embankment and halfway back up the embankment. I mean, so you know, I've been to big you know football and rugby crowds, and you know, I know what a hundred thousand people looks like, and it yeah. was way, way more than that. Absolutely. And, um, but at the time, I was I was following some of the BBC. Um, I won't call them journalists because that would be a disservice to actual journalists. Yeah, what we call them here on this show is propagandists. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty reasonable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, I was following um, Mariana Spring, the uh, disinformation specialist, and uh, some of her colleagues, and they were having these conversations about. And I'm thinking, but I actually think they either just lie by default or they believe their own sort of slightly well, I think, I think they believe bizarre it. worldview. Yeah, I think I think they live in floppy unicorn land and they I think believe- they, yeah and, and they were they were they basically there was a conversation taking place where um they collectively convinced themselves that this march of upwards of half a million people, you know, predominantly there protesting about civil liberties and basic, mm-hmm. you know, freedoms was circa 10,000 anti-vaxxers actually uh, they they actually said it was a, a crowd of hundreds i believe they said hundreds of anti-vaxxers they did not, did they not do a, a kind of ad hoc shoot on a side street she did to, to she tried to make it look bad she stood in a side street under scaffolding wearing a muzzle right and and did a bit of a did a bit of a broadcast from the march and did not in any way shape or form show off um how yeah. how but, how big it was i mean what was interesting i i had a, a sort of a, a an interesting experience because when i went back into work the following week i actually showed i took some video footage of the march you know from various places along the march yeah. and showed it to people that you know in the office where i worked and I said, it was quite an interesting conversation because people said, oh, so what, what did you up to at the weekend? I said, I went to London for a day out. And, um, <laughs> and, um, you yeah, can't said, do that. Busy. Don't be silly. <laughs> bit of a crowd. I said, there's quite a crowd out there. And um, they go, oh, yeah, what was going on then? And they literally had no clue. You no, know, of course they didn't. No clue whatsoever of what was going on. So I showed them some of this video footage. I said, and they're like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, I said, yeah, there's probably half a million people there, you know. Um didn't you see it on the BBC? No, you know, and it, it just, it, it's just extraordinary that, you know, and it, I mean, it just became very obvious then that, you know, there was an entirely um, orchestrated campaign yeah. to, to suppress yeah. all forms of dissent in yeah, relation to absolutely. the sort of... The, the COVID narrative, and, and you know why that was, don't you? It was because they were worried that, uh, and this, the, the instruction to do so to not cover these things, must have come from much higher than the BBC newsroom. Put it that way, uh, mm. because I would imagine the nudge unit themselves probably had a hand in it because they thought, if the country sees half a million, a million plus people marching through London absolutely fine and dandy not covering up not not you know separating themselves from one another hugging partying having a great yeah, time yeah. making some noise everyone else is going to start thinking well i want to do that hmm. and we can't have that we can't have people wanting no. to have you know just normal regular uh, interactions and community experiences you can't have people having intercourse social intercourse but you just can't have them having it 
No, um, and in fact, our own uh, our own leaders tried to uh, tell people to have intercourse with actual intercourse with a mask on, didn't they, John? <laughs> I mean, that was the thing, really. I mean, I, I also remember there was, you know, there's this whole, um, you know, there's like a, a community of activist, you know, doctors, most of whom don't seem to practice. They yeah. seem to be full-time Twitter activists, you know, Dr. Yeah. Rachel yes. Clark, for example. Um, Dr. Oxford. Oh, yeah, Dr. Oxford. She's a nasty piece of work. And, um, you know, the, the, some of the stuff that, that that was being tweeted on the day, like, you know, I'm, I'm in tears watching this, you know, there's mm. going to be, like, devastating <laughs> consequences. Mm. There'll be thousands of people dying. Mm. And, and it's like, Jesus Christ. And, and, like, guess what? Nobody died. Dr. Juju. Dr. Julia Grace Patterson. The... Uh, the snake Last oil idea. salesman, yeah. as we call her. Have you seen her lately, Yuri? Have you seen her latest tweets? <laughs> no, I blocked her actually. I can't, so, I can't. I don't want it on infecting my timeline, so I don't. So, it. so, so, Juju is having a fire sale, a going out of business sale, if you will. She is selling off all of her remaining yeah. stock at fifty percent off. Yeah, I guess, guess who's come back? <laughs> Who? Professor Chris Whitty's made a tweet today. Oh, what, really, Chris Whitty, or is it Adam? No, no, it's the real, it's the blue tech, real Chris Whitty. Oh, what's he tweeted? Come, come on, tell CMO us. England. Go on, then. He said, he said, the damage caused by cigarette companies is staggering, including heart disease, strokes, COPD, lung cancer, and multiple other cancers. Mm. Most smokers wish to quit, but cannot, as the industry has addicted them at a young age. Their price has been taken away. Bold action is needed. Well, it no. sounds like he's trying to deflect from it's, it's sound, other causes. Well, well, I think that's a bit. Things. I think that's a bit twofold, and you can both correct me if you think I'm wrong here. But I think obviously there is there is an element of oh that these things are being caused by smoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, I think there's an element of. I, I want them to forget I ever had anything to do with any of yeah, those ridiculous yeah. unscientific restrictions. Quick, let's talk about smoking. And and he's not mentioned the pot. No, no. Um, I I I honestly do think that people like Witty and Valance should worry about their positions professionally, because I, I, surely, surely at some point. Everything that they predicted is going to be proved to have been completely wrong. I mean, we all know it was wrong. Yeah, every, yeah. Si- every single prediction they got was 100% wrong. And I'm I'm more than happy to say that because it's true. Um, but I, I surely think that they must worry that, that, that it's going to become public knowledge, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, do they? Do they really? I'd like to think so, but I'm not so sure they do. I, I think. I think they live in their little bubble as well, and they think they're untouchable, and and effectively they are because I mean you've seen people going, you know, people must swing for this, people must pay, there must be repercussions, but none of these people are going to get pulled off. For and also, like didn't a guy quite literally go to jail for hugging Chris Whitty? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. 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 It was an exuberant hob. I would say it was probably ill judged, but I don't think it, it, it was a. It was a bit much to send them to jail. It was a bit I mean, much. It was, no a, it was a bit much for any prosecution of any kind. 
I yeah. would say. Well, there was no physical yeah. injury. It wasn't. It wasn't an assault, was it? By any no. by any stretch, it was. A... It was an assault with a friendly weapon. Yeah, but but the but the thing is, uh, that must speak to the sort of bubble they think they're in, or at least Witty himself. He must think he's protected, you know, from pretty much anything, right? Well, essentially, they are, aren't they? I mean, it's, well, they are. I mean, yeah. the, the the likelihood of. I mean, I, I, one of the things that was a red flag to me early on was when I sat through, I think, one of the first press conferences and, and looked at some of the stats they were presenting. And I was thinking, well, you know, they were showing this scary looking graph of, mm. you know, the number of people dying. And, and I'm thinking, well, where's, where's the reference point? You know, what's uh, compared to what was my sort of immediate reaction? And um, I was I mean, one of the first things I looked at, like literally probably the first week when they started reporting, you know, some of the stats was, well, how many people normally die every day? Yeah, it's, it's 1,600. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. and I was actually shocked. I remember being quite shocked when it's like 1,600. And yeah. I'm like, crikey. I'm, and then you sort of think about it. You think, well, actually, yeah, you know, I probably oh, know fun. a couple of people. Yeah. You know, so, and um, and immediately then, and, and then there were so many red flags early on, you know, when they, they started talking about, you know, deaths within 28 days of a positive mm-hmm. test. And, and you go, hang on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, uh, should, you should see some of the comments and his uh, replies. Okay, re- read us some, John. Read us some of the okay. com- replies to Chris Whitty. Get wrecked, monster. <laughs> you've got hell to pay for what you've done over the past two years. LGC, LCG says, covering up the vax damage. Life is difficult enough, says. People smoke to combat stress. See you England as a source of stress. <laughs> Bonnie Boy says, Mr. Whitty, you told millions of people to take an mRNA jab they didn't need, and that may not work. It's causing no end of health problems and death, allegedly. <laughs> he, he didn't use my exact terminology here, you can understand. Yes. Yeah, um, Daniel says, do you have shares in a new treatment being released to people from the effects of smoking i bet you do <laughs> jilly says now do treatment damage and death bloody hell yeah there, there's um there's nobody saying anything good so what it's you're trying spicy, right, isn't it? so what you're trying to tell me is that public sentiment appears to have turned against mr witty oh i haven't seen anything actually yeah here's one trying to cover it for yourself eh? yeah but be really careful there ben when you talk about public sentiment public sentiment and twitter sentiment aren't the same thing no yeah and you know what i've tried to tell people that's one of the major things i have tried to tell people for the last two years but normally you do see one or two you're given support but there's absolutely nothing here no um and and that is that is astonishing. But then you also have to wonder, I mean, let's talk about Mr. Musk and his allegation that 20% of Twitter accounts at minimum are quote-unquote bots. So, oh, so, so well, big, big breaking news there. Right. Twitter have agreed to give him the list. Really? Yep. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Pra, pra. Parag Agarwal. Par, yeah, well, whatever. They have agreed to give the list. So they're giving them the list of all the users. Of all the users on Twitter? Yep. Well, that's interesting, that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we should find out. But but still, let's say that he is 
correct or it's even higher than 20%. Maybe this, this, Adam calls it sentiment management. Adam's the third member of our team, Yuri. Um, and he calls it sentiment management where a, a whole basically raft of or, or team of bots are sent out uh, or, or, or programmed, I guess, uh, to to tweet in favor of a certain sentiment in yeah, order to yeah, help yeah. with the nudging um and perhaps trend as well presumably but perhaps defending that certain narrative and mr witty just isn't part of the sentiment anymore and therefore you're seeing overwhelmingly negative responses because that's what you would have seen anyway without the sentiment management mm. do you get what i'm saying john yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I've no yeah. doubt. I've no doubt that that goes on. I mean, you've only got to look at some of the. Um, I mean, the one that made me laugh this weekend. I just think, on what planet? All the the talk about Jeremy Hunt. <laughs> it's just like, you know, there was a piece in the Telegraph saying about how he's part of the dream team, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> like, it's just staggering that and that. You know, if you were to do a, I mean, it's ironic actually, because like even like within the NHS, I mean, you know, he he, I know people that work in the NHS, and he is reviled at a level that shocks even me. You know, in terms of the opinion people. You have know, some of our some of our people in the chat right now work for and with the NHS, and I can tell you now, that name is is one we don't invoke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, in fact, I, I believe I called myself just the other night because I don't know if you can see tonight I'm Stalin, right? But yeah. um, the other night I called myself Jeremy C-UNT um, and, and I believe that's exactly what anybody, pretty much anybody within the NHS thinks of this man. And I believe a BBC, was it a BBC news reader who actually did flat out, was it Victoria Derbyshire in fact? Uh, that said, uh, Jeremy Cunt. It might have been, or was it was it Coonsburg? <laughs> was another girl on Sky? I'm pretty sure. I know. I'm pretty sure it was Victoria Derbyshire. I think it was actually. I yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure she said, "I never say that. It's mainly men that say that." That's what I'm pretty sure she followed that up with immediately <laughs> after. Live on TV. Yes. That's the, that's the point. You where the response. Can see that on the BBC. She did. Right, she digging. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, and well, the fact that actually that um, it's probably still on YouTube. You can probably find it on YouTube somewhere because it's not actually been sort of. Well, I saw something that airbrushed yeah, out. I, I thought it was the girl from Sky that did it. But uh, DW says Sky no, did do it, John. Maybe more than one person. Remember did the it? blonde? Remember the blonde we were watching on Sky when we were doing the the royal thing? Yeah, pretty sure it was her, the skinny one. Um, what was that? Um. Sophie know, Ridge, man. Sophie Ridge. Whatever, but I'm pretty sure it was her. I, I oh, don't so know. Shalini's going to post it in your Telegram, so we can have a look at it later. We can have a look at it after the after the fact, yeah. Um, but it, it was someone. But but that but but anyway, going back to what I was saying, I'm pretty sure that is what the NHS think of this man. But then again, I'm pretty sure that's what they think of pretty much every health secretary going. Well, so this this takes it back to something that I'd come up with on when we were talking about Boris's confidence vote, remember? Yeah. Which is it was a whole thing a setup. In what sense? No, well, was it just a was it just a theatrical ploy for us pros to watch? And absolutely the the whole thing had already been pre planned by, you know the 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 uh, conservative MPs as such. Well, I did and say it was just an, an act to make them look weak, which then makes 
you know, maybe using Sun Tzu's doctrine of war, you know, when your enemy looks strong, make yourself look weak. Have you ever seen the film Wag the Dog, Yuri? No. No, I've, I've, I've had a number of people recommend it to me, and I do need to uh, you, yeah, you fit it in to, somewhere. So you need to watch yeah. Wag the Dog. So, John, John, yeah, yeah, tell 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 Yuri your Wag the Dog theories. What ones? The the whole film is 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 basically a playbook on how to manage um, any kind of situation, but in particular a foreign war that allows you yep. to distract from domestic. Uh, yes, Yuri, that's absolutely fine. Um, no problem at all. Uh, so we will go. We will go in within this conversation for twenty more minutes maximum, and then mm-hmm. our guest will have to leave, which will be no problem at and, all. And in fact, if anyone would like to see a little clip of Wag the Dog, I made a video about it today, which is on YouTube and BNT. Yes, so you can call Calico Kitten. So. It, it it is definitely something I think you you need to watch because it it's very interesting and and you got to remember this movie was made in nineteen ninety seven so that was twenty five years ago yeah yeah it's very very interesting indeed right John is uh, yeah. is uh, where where do we go from here then where do we go from here um, last twenty minutes I'm handing over to you um, I well what what about the what about these guys that have been caught in um, in Russia? These British, oh yeah, is is British it, citizens? So he's been sentenced to death. I heard today. Is that right? Yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm a bit confused because my understanding is it's not Russia that's got them. No, it's uh, apparently GPS or something. It's the Donetsk region in Ukraine. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's a Russian court that's done this or if it's some kind of ad hoc paramilitary group like of some sort, yeah. yeah so it's it's a bit like everything in war it's a bit confusing well it worries me a little bit because is not killing british citizens who are technically prisoners of war an act of war well see that this is the problem <laughs> it's not would, an act of war russia wouldn't do that well i know they would they're not actually trying to provoke a war with the west Whereas the West is trying to provoke a war with Russia. Yeah. So the fog of war being the fog of war, the false flag I, being the right I, flag, you know, is, it, I, um, is, is the whole thing a sell? My only comment on the whole situation in Ukraine is like, I have no idea what's going on, frankly. Oh, no one really does, you know. We, we don't even. Everything you're getting out is so confused, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, I mean, well, none it of it. The only thing you can say is none of it makes sense, does it? I mean, you look at, I mean, um, I remember my, uh, my, uh, I had a relative who was in the Gulf in 91. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first kind of televised war, wasn't it? I think. Um, well, where you had kind of. Kind of. I, suppose, I, I remember watching the Vietnam War on TV. I suppose, yeah, to be fair, yeah. I mean, probably the first one I sort of really took an interest in because I had sort of skin in the game, as it were. And. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, when you think how much the technology has moved on since then, everyone on the planet now pretty much carries a smartphone. And yet yeah. the, 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 the complete absence of sort of exactly. stuff coming out is, you know, extraordinary. You think, Have like, you seen that picture of the rocket instinct? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the what? 
the rocket, rocket in the, in the sink. sink. Oh yeah, yeah. The one in the, the one I made the video about. Yeah, but I I was looking How at it again. How did it get there? Yeah, because the thing is, I was looking at it again the other day, and that hole above it is definitely smaller than the rocket. The, yeah. There's no way a rocket comes through your ceiling and leaves the ceiling up. Well, no, and, and like I say, the hole. And I say that yeah. in inverted commas. I, I it's think smaller than the fucking rocket. I don't think there is a hole. I, yeah, I just it's, I, it's you know you can you remember, can imagine like remember the remember the the unexploded bomb yes that had landed without leaving any crater or any marks or anything and and remember they put a mask over its tail fin because yeah. they didn't want you to see the serial number. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's... no, I mean, even and, the media. And, I mean, there was there was yeah. quite a few instances where people have posted. There was an f- interesting one there a couple of weeks, a week or two ago, where they posted some dogfight footage, which was actually from a video game. Yeah, yeah. and the thing yeah, is, like that. that was actually the Russian Defense Ministry that did uh, that. No, sorry, the Ukrainian Defense Ministry. Yeah, their yeah, verified tw- their verified Twitter account. Uh, they put up a video of a helicopter being shot down. They were, they were. Oh, look at look at the Ukrainian soldiers shooting down this Russian helicopter. It was a, it was footage from a video game. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, as I say, it's just impossible to know what's going on, really. And I, I don't. Well, yeah, let, for that reason, back. I've avoided taking yeah. a, a view on any of it, really. But let's go back to 1991. Back yeah. to Kuwait when when the um, the invading. Iraqi army took the babies out of the incubators and left. Yeah, the yeah. And, I mean, and that's the thing. Who did the nurse turn out to be? The foreign secretary's daughter. Mm. <laughs> Even the whole basis for that, actually, I've sort of, you know, at the time, I was kind of kept caught up. Like I think most of us were in the sort of the drama. Yeah, and the, yeah, know, absolutely. Um, I've since looked at it again and thinking, you know, the whole thing yeah. was broadly engineered. And, and well, I tell, yeah. I tell, but I tell you what, we go back to the conflict we're talking about now: Snake Island, Snake Island. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, uh, another hoax. Nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody died, died in yeah. Snake Island. John's namesake for this evening: the Ghost of Kiev. Of John, Kiev. tell us all about the Ghost of Kiev. The Ghost of Kiev doesn't exist. It was made up. It was. Mm. And and then we have was it the Ukrainian human rights. Oh, yeah, the, the, the head of the human rights who made up the stories about the Russian war crimes because she wanted the right decisions to be made by people in Ukraine about Russia. Yes, and um, so she's and now... while she while she attests that these stories are 100% true, she has absolutely no evidence to prove them. Yeah, but she said she needed to say them. She needed to say yeah. them. Yeah. I, I mean, this is all... And do you know what pisses me off the most? It's the media, the mainstream media, yeah, they, because they, question, they question nothing. Yeah. And they, they, I thought their job was to hold governments and the like to account, but all they have done, especially over the last two and a half years, is fed us a constant diet of uh, infantile bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They've done they've not done their job. And that's why that's why people like us are sitting here having this conversation now. That's why chasing dissent exists. That's why Yuri's grand shenanigans exist. Mm-hmm. Because our hands were forced to create our own, I guess, ecosystem. And, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And 
long may I, I guess long may it continue because I tell you what none of us are exclusive we don't exclude people we welcome people we welcome people from all stripes all backgrounds all religions yeah. all creeds all ideologies all faiths right well I mean a, a good friend of mine's um, written a book and um, he's a big fan of Anne Rand and right and, and um, he, he's kind of it's a, a really interesting book called um, Green with Envy. Um, I'll, I'll stick the link in the uh, chat. You can have a look. But, okay. Um, and the whole point about it is really, you know, trying to – obviously, Ayn Rand's philosophy was effectively objectivism, yeah. which is, you know, let's get to the sort of, you know, as close as we can to the objective truth and then make decisions based on that. And, mm. you know, that is – the opposite of what we do currently where i mean that's that's been my experience through you know pe- people decide what is the you know in, you know quotes right decision and then make the facts fit you know or the, make the stats fit i should say probably because that's yeah. you know people have already almost predetermined what they want the policy to be and yeah. then you know you, you get the stats to support the policy mm-hmm. and um i mean it's just and I, I, it's a huge problem because, you know, you end up making catastrophic choices, as I think we've all seen in the last two years, you know, based on, you know, failed or, you know. Well, what it feels um, to me like is they are now looking for a scapegoat for the consequences of those choices. And so I think Russia is, you know, Russia for the certainly the time I've been alive, which is 32 years, um, but obviously a lot longer than that as well. They have always been the West's number one boogeyman, right? They're always, you know, the red scare They're, they are the fallback sort of boogeyman. And it just seemed so convenient to me that you've got, leaders here you've got joe biden blaming russia for for these economic crises that we're in now the cost of fuel the cost of living um and, and things like that they're blaming russia 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 and deflecting from the fact that they shut down economies for two straight years which is quite clearly caused the economic situation that we're in so uh, the yeah, media I mean, the, the, just seem to be backing that up it's well it's, the they're just a propaganda way of government now. it's a sort of we're in a post-truth world it feels to me at the moment yeah where yeah that um yeah i mean i read some stuff the other day people talking about you know and there's no doubt that certain things are going to be a problem you know the, the, the gas market is is clearly heavily influenced by what's going on in russia and so although you know well is it, is it? because we only get three percent <laughs> of our gas from russia yeah, we and, do, but I mean, the and, market is, you know, yeah, it's, but, it's, but wholesale gas is 74% cheaper than it was at the same time. Yeah, last I know, year. I know, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, so like, it's profiteering. It, there's, it, there's no other word for it. There's no, well, there's no doubt about that. I yeah, know, France you know. puts a 4% cap on energy rises for all the energy companies. Why can't the UK? Why are we getting 54% increases in retail gas prices? Crazy. Put it this way: when I when I drive to France, I'm seriously considering fueling my tank the other side of the Euro Tunnel because yeah, it's cheaper yeah, over there now. Yeah, well, you uh, you should buy some dollar <laughs> gas. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that I, it, it really bothers me. What's going to happen in the coming winter? I mean, yeah. you know, well, I, people I, are going to die. Well, exactly. 
exactly yeah, people, I mean, pe- people are going to die because I, I i mean i can't i can't afford my my house is going through i want an electricity meter you know a top-up meter yeah yeah um and uh, john will tell you 189 pounds on my electricity meter how long was it saying it would last john it was it 27 days 27 days jesus christ yeah how how is that sustainable? And that I, I I can't afford that. Okay, I can't afford that. But no, but no. I but I've got kids, and I will do everything I can to ensure that they're heated and eating. Right, that, that will always of people come in that same position. I've mm-hmm. got family in the same position. Yeah. And, you know that you know got no hope of meeting those bills, and you know all the other costs that they're going to have to meet. Yeah. You know council tax i mean and it's the same old story like you know the laptop class and i'm one of them i mean i'm you know i i i banked i won't tell you but i banked a significant amount of cash in the first year of the covid right mm-hmm. because i wasn't commuting to work i wasn't spending yeah. Yeah. 30 quid a week on coffee and bloody crap and um and literally at the end of the year i went out and, you know bought a new car with the cash that i'd banked um, yeah not brand new, but, you know, up, upgraded to a, a much newer model on the, you know, because of the fact that, you know, I was, I was working for the public sector. So still on full salary, um, with almost mm-hmm. no costs of going to work. Yeah. Yeah. You, and, you, um, you really weren't affected. Well, the only effect on you was positive. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And, and, um, and I think that's why so many people in, you know, what, you know, we'll call it the laptop class. They never wanted they it to it. end. They, they never it because like um, and the ones that really don't want it to end are the doctors because they don't yeah. actually need to see sick people anymore and, no? and, and the, 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 the the people that you know are going to be the, the hardest hit are going to be sort of you know hourly paid workers that have to commute to work mm-hmm. I mean they're going to be absolutely destroyed you know come the winter and, and, and the people, self-employed the self-employed people like me who lost their businesses yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. pensioners pensioners are going to be yeah. absolutely uh, you know yeah, you know um, because the, the price is because our government have refused to do anything about this. And, and, and I've said this, Yuri, I've said this on the show for about a month now. Um, I, I do not give any world leaders any credit, as you might know, um, except for I think Emmanuel Macron deserves one thing. One thing and one thing only, and I'll give credit when it's due. I don't even know if you put that in because I think that's a long-standing thing in France. Well, regardless, he's but, still honoured it, isn't yeah. he? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so it is legislated in France that the the energy companies cannot increase their, and it was it was heavily heavily reminded upon them this year that they cannot increase their prices upon the consumer more than four percent in one year. Now. Yeah. We could, our government could could step into Parliament right now, this late at night, if they wished, and legislate that. They could say, right, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that those companies cannot raise their prices more than four percent on what what it was this yeah. time last year. Yeah. They but could, you, and they you don't. Know what's, you know what's driving us to the bottom is the green agenda because this whole race to carbon zero. Is a complete and utter myth. It's a nonsense. It's a nonsense. And that's what is driving us to the bottom. We are we are suffering because of carry. And Hmm? I think the point. I mean, I've had this conversation a number of times in recent weeks. Is that you know I I consider myself an environmentalist. You know, I don't want to see the planet destroyed. Nobody does. At the same time, 
No, I mean, obviously, but at the same time, you know, there's a, there's a pragmatic reality that, you know, we are literally putting people into fuel poverty. Yes. Um, you know, to a catastrophic extent. Yes. Because of the green agenda when, you know, we could have ample supplies of gas, we have ample supplies of coal, and, yeah. you know, the trade-off, the, the sort of... I, I watched... I watched a clip today, and it was a it was a governor in um, in America, and they were they were showing proudly their all their electric vehicles and the electric vehicle filling station. You know the chargers and all that. I saw that, yeah. And the guy executive. said, the guy said, where does where does the electricity come from? And the woman the the, the woman goes, well, it comes from the building. <laughs> and, then, and then she goes, ask ask the guy that runs the power company. And what did he say? Well, our grid is ninety-five percent supplied by coal. Yeah, yeah. So your electric car runs on coal. It doesn't matter it does, if it's an electric it car or not. If the electric's coming from coal, the car's running on coal. That's and on it. that note, John, our yeah. guest does want to get off promptly at yes, half past. So, shall we let our guest go? Yes, absolutely. And thank well, you. Well, I'm going anyway. <laughs> thank you very much for uh, for joining us, Yuri. It's been great. It really has. Uh, my pleasure, guys. And uh, it's been been very interesting. So uh, happy to we'll come along again, again sometime. And yeah, maybe I'll even do some preparation next time. Oh no, we do we prep. don't prepare. Uh, we've found we don't the, prepare. The, if you if you're at all um, unprepared, the best preparation is probably to consume a bottle of wine or something like that yeah, right. yeah i've been i've been dry tonight so that's maybe the answer anyway thank you guys and i'll right. speak again Cheers, yuri. thank you yuri Cheers. Bye. Bye. see you later pete Bye. See you. <laughs> right and we can go back to the mainframe now yeah how's there anything <laughs> so that was that was uh at hotel lubanyanka on Twitter, Yuri Bezmanov's ghost and host of the Yuri's Grand Shenanigans event. No, that's not his real name, bud. Come on, come on. You're dealing with professionals here. <laughs> so, uh, did you enjoy our conversation with Dave? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I forgot his real name. What? Anyway, I'm not going to say it. What, James? No, no, that's not his real name. Kevin. Do not Frank. Jeff. Let me be Frank. Let me be Frank. <laughs> so, I mean, we do our show last night, and the fucking news has gone daft today. Absolutely daft. Absolutely. All those things we were talking about. I, I, well, some of the things that we were talking about have been utterly suppressed, like the, yeah, like the uh, yeah. the man who drove his uh, the man who drove his car into a crowd yeah. in Berlin. Um, we even had John Barham went on last night talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 standing here in the street in Berlin. I'm still pretending to be American. Yes, and, uh, I'm American tonight. I'm definitely American tonight. Uh, oh, fucking hell, lad! He drove up the curb oh, into the uh, fucking. fucking I mean, some speed. <laughs> I, I mean, he drove into a, a crowd at some speed. Some fucking speed. Oh, I. <laughs> Fucking John Barrowman. What is he, John? Well, I think he's he's um he's <laughs> mentally unstable. Didn't he I tell you what though? Don't let him tap you on the shoulder. I was gonna say, isn't John Barrowman a sort of <laughs> me too type? Wasn't he sort of me too because he was running around the was it the pantomime with his dick out? 
yeah, tapping people on the shoulder. What's yeah, that? tapping apparently people. Rather well endowed. Yeah, apparently he likes John Barrowman is partial to a cock slap, John. Yes, yes. <laughs> to giving one, not... Well, I don't know. Jock. Yeah, he's Scottish. <laughs> Did you not know he was Scottish one? Yeah, John Barrowman's Scottish. And so in, in most, most of the time, he will talk with an American accent until he's being used in Scottish independence adverts. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he is the he single most Scottish person you will ever he reverts, hear. He reverts back to Ouija. Yeah. So what? <laughs> That's uh, someone that us get on Nicola today. It was really good. It was all about our, our promise in the next, you know, um, referendum. Yeah. And she's been doing it since 2016. Yeah. The latter yeah. half of this year, next year, this year, next year. And yeah. She just... just that woman just gets my goat. Honestly, we're going to do it next year. Honestly. We're going to. Um, Nicola, get your fucking ferries built first, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Is she not sending them to Turkey to finish the lumpers? I don't, I or, or do, I don't know. A, a malicious rumor? I, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Vaughn says, how could I know that he was Scottish? He sounds like a Yank. Yes, that is very put on. It's yes, not it real. It's pretty damn fake. So it's, even... Uh, even... Although, I, I, I'll be fair, I was watching a movie with Jared Butler in the other night. Yes. And... He was meant to be an American. Yeah, Gerald Butler can't do American accents. <laughs> he's he's worse than John Connery. <laughs> it's it's like um uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson trying to do an American accent. Hi, hi, I don't know where you are. Hi, <laughs> to be sure. <laughs> I don't know. You don't. But I have a very yeah. particular set of skills. Liam, Liam, you're supposed to be sounding like an American. I am sounding like an American, okay? Was it... Uh, who was it that's actually not too bad? Was it James McAvoy? He's not too bad. No, he's good He's good at the old English accent, he is. Yeah, He's yeah, very yeah. good at the English he accent. Comes you're not. Paisley. Yeah, no, he's Paisley. he's very Scottish. But you're, yeah. you're not very good at the English accent. You, you, no. You do try, though. Oh, Dave, surely not. What do you mean, surely not? <laughs> Surely not. Oh, Dave, I thought I was better than that. No, no, listen. I I thought I I was better. I thought, I thought, I thought I could do it. No, still, still very Scottish, I'm afraid. I thought I could, I thought I, I I thought I'll need to practice. I thought I could do it. It sounds like Wee Dougie's had a bit of bit bit too much of a fix and is falling down in the uh, falling down yeah. in the street, John. I'm he's not... a jacket. Aye, Wee Mental Dougie. He's literally fucking. That was Shalini, John. Fucking British so Saur Arms says Scotland has gone from a nation with an outstanding education system, a proud culture of not mm-hmm. taking any yeah. shit, into a fucking woke joke by the SMP. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't argue. I, can't I mean, argue. you you could literally go to prison for insulting someone at your dinner table, John. I could probably go to prison. Yeah, no, right now because of no, what I've a, said. You're a journalist. Even just, oh, uh, are we allowed to get away with it? 
there are certain loopholes, and even on the online harm spill, there are certain loopholes for journalists. Oh, okay. about, That's very um, interesting, actually, because well, I, that guy wasn't a journalist; he was a comedian, wasn't he? Well, uh, yeah, but I, 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 I've seen something very interesting. So, um, representatives for Hope Not Hate have today in Parliament tried to get the journalistic loophole shut down on the online harms bill, using citing as an example of why this c- can't be allowed. Rebel Media. Um, uh-huh. Well, what's Rebel Media done? Uh, so, according to Hope Not Hate, Rebel Media are racist, discriminatory peddlers of misinformation, but they're allowed to call themselves journalists and exempt themselves from the online harms bill. One of the other things that they said, which really burned in here, was very interesting, was a lot of these people that are calling themselves journalists have already been banned from many online platforms, but when the harms bill comes into effect, they will be able to demand their return and the companies will have to comply. Yeah, yeah, quite rightly so. Quite rightly so. And I'm looking forward to that day, John. Yeah, hope, hope not hate are, um, they, they again are an antithesis of the name. No, yeah, they are, they are, they are propaganda peddling, lying smear merchants who mm-hmm. use labels and tags that they clearly either don't understand or know they are lying about. Yeah, yeah, they, they provide more misinformation than any. Absolutely. I mean, they definitely provide a level of misinformation. Absolutely, yeah. they do. And I mean, I mean, I, I, I would love to have that conversation. I'd love to have a representative from Hope Not Hate on Chasing Descent After Dark. I'd love to have that conversation because whilst they have not labelled and smeared us in any way, shape, or form, and they haven't, they may do one day if we grow our platform any yeah, bigger. Not big enough yet. Um, I'm, I'm but but whilst they have not done that, I would like to understand some of the definitions that they use right um militant mushroom says am i right in thinking that they have some kind of funding from i'm assuming you mean the open societies foundation as well i believe that there is that there i believe there could be at least a stream of income coming from that way i would have to double check that but i believe you could be correct but it's it's very telling that some of their some of their representatives very much publicly have supported people like Antifa, who, in my view, are a terrorist organization. And I don't use that term lightly. They fulfill the criteria. I don't use that term lightly. You know, I, 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 I try my best not to be hyperbolic, and I try my best to not say things that I don't think are, well, I think are not true. Um, and, from everything I've seen, this organization that claims it's not an organization, Antifa, do, uh, I would say that they, they, you're right, they fit the criteria, they fit the bill. They mm. are, they are, they use violence in order to um, further political goals and political ends. Uh, members of Antifa have killed people. That has happened. They have killed people. I mean, Someone was. They've shot people dead. Members of Antifa have. They have. They've beat people to death. Um, Mm -hmm. and all all for furthering. Well, in in the goal of furthering political aims. 
and I would say that that is terrorism. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. You you won't get any argument here. But somehow... No argument here, mate. But somehow, people that work for and represent Hope Not Hate can can be ideologically aligned with people that have done this, right? And uh, uh, Vaughn says in the chat, Antifa are black block fugs, nothing else. Look at what they've done to Andy Nyo over the years. Absolutely Uh true. I mean, the man literally had to flee the United States to come here because of what they... They gave him a brain hemorrhage, for fuck's sake, I believe. Yeah. Um, When they attacked him, and yet an organization like Hope Not Hate smears Andy Nyo instead of the people that attacked him and gave him a brain hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But no, the thing that, is... That, that's fair. But the problem is, Hope Not Hate have pull, swing and influence within our parliament. Yeah. And that's got, that worries me. It worries me greatly. Do you want to end on a high note, John? Is there anything you want to say? I can't think of anything. You've got to put a dampener on things. I've, I, um, I, come on, John. Bring us back to the light, John. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Now you're on big think, screen. Think, think what? You're on big screen for everybody now. The spotlight no, is think. is on you. I don't know, Mark. What's that? Mark's got a Harley. What's what? Mark Changizi's got a Harley. He's got a Harley. Yeah, bastard. Yeah, I was going to say that must make you pretty jealous, right? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you want another Harley, John? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I want? Us. I I want a fuck off big trike. I want a trike. Yeah. Do you? I do. It's pretty hard to ride. Fast. Yeah, but I, I I ride mobility scooters, John. Yeah, okay. I know how to control one. But the, but the thing is, the the one vehicle, the one vehicle. Yeah. I've always said to myself, I know I've made it when I own this vehicle. It's a paramotor trike. Do you know what one of those is, John? Is that one of the ones that you can take off? You can fly it, yeah. You can fly yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You can get them for about £6,000. That's not bad. It's not you bad have to do all. some sort of license thing. Not if you keep it below a certain height. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, I, I, I want my own ability to fucking fly myself across the channel if I need to, John. <laughs> yeah. Right, they they want to get tyrannical. I'll go to the field. I'll fucking strap the wife and kids to the side, and I'll take off. Bye, fuckers. Bye, motherfuckers. Bye, bye. <laughs> It'd be better if you could fly across the Atlantic, wouldn't it? Well, oh. you would crash eventually. Yes, Vaughn, a flying trike. You can get them on eBay. You can get them on fucking eBay. Yeah, but you, you're not going to run around the streets on it. It's basically a big lawnmower engine strapped to a fan yep. with a parachute. Absolutely, it? but it will get me out of here. Yeah, 
It'll get me out of here. You know, there are people, there are YouTube channels literally dedicated to people who have the version that you just strapped to your back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they, they just fly around. They just paragliders. Yep. They, whenever they feel like it, they strap this big fucking thing to their back. And they take off and they just fly around. Yeah. It's it's, it's almost a jetpack. It's almost a jetpack. But not quite. They have races across America every year. Mm-hmm. They race on them across America, and uh, you know they've got to make shit. How many? How many weeks do they take to do that? Oh, oh it takes a while, John. They're not very yeah. fast. <laughs> no, I know. Especially if the wind's blowing. Yeah, they're not. They're not very fast. And in fact, really, f- speeding up and slowing down your fan really controls your lift. It doesn't really control how fast you you go forwards. Uh-huh. Really, just controls your lift, yeah. but um, but 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 they look like so much fun. They I do. I I um, an auto gyro. They look fun. I've been up in one of them. They do look fun. They're they're, they're, they are, they're they are quite fun. They're the they're, that's the that's the secondary vehicle. I would settle for an auto gyro. I would but settle. More expensive. Yeah, yeah, but also. Less likely to kill you if the engine fails. So, yeah, yeah, because you can auto rotate. Yeah, you can auto rotate back down to earth. Whereas with the paramotor, if you get a hole in your parachute, you're pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah, you would be. Yeah, Unless I mean, you have, do you not have a an you, emergency parachute? You can throw of course, you have an emergency parachute. Everyone has. But the, the, the auto, the auto gyro in, has an emergency parachute. The auto gyro, in some respects, is a bit more. Um, bit more, bit more appealing, and that's purely because um, fixed wing or or rotating. Because a parachute, you've got to fold it, you've got to make sure it's all yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, Adam says, "I used to fly with a senior researcher from AstraZeneca. Oof, uh, he did dives in his micro light, like being on a roller coaster yeah. from Leicester Airport. That that sounds." That sounds like too much fun, to be honest. That, mm-hmm. My grandmother, bless her, bless her heart, flying to Spain tomorrow, John. Well, uh-huh. if her if her flight isn't cancelled at six o'clock in the morning, um, nobody knows, do they? At the moment, uh, nobody knows if uh, nobody knows if their flight is going to be cancelled. It's like turning up to the uh, turning up to the airport and, and checking in for the lottery. Just are you going to get on your plane? So, what are you reading? Your your you seem to be. Yeah, I'm just having a look through Twitter to see if there's anything. Yeah. So what 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 the fuck is this pish? Why did Prince William do some undercover big issue selling thing? What was all that? Some sort of stunt? Well, it sounds like a stunt, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, I want to see how the plebs live, John. Yes, yeah, so I'm going out to sell the big issue. I, I'm going to do it undercover, except. Every oh, single person on the planet knows who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just. I, I, have you have you ever seen that show Undercover Boss? I may have seen parts of an episode. So the the concept is. I know the concept. Yeah. So so the boss of a big corporate corporation or organization puts on some shitty makeup and goes undercover and. Uh, all of these employees pretend not to know it's the boss so that they can get some free shit at the end of it, right? 
Mm-hmm. That is the concept. It's like, oh, I was so touched by your sob story that I, I bought you a house and given you ten thousand dollars. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you for giving me a house and ten thousand dollars. Um, no, I'm fucking quitting. <laughs> but what? What is? What is? What is? What is going to be? What is going to come of this? It pretty, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to send you to the barbers and let you spend a night in the grounds of Mummy's house. Just. What is the point in this? There's no point. Virtue signaling from the rich. Yeah, but even if he's virtue signaling, who is he? Who is he pandering to? Who is he pandering to? When well, the great fr- British unwashed, they think he's wonderful, don't they? Who oh, our next king? Uh, well, he's not our next well, king. Well, maybe. We'll see. <sighs> I don't think there should be any king or queen. You know my position on this. Yeah, I know. You know my I position mean, on this. I don't know how long Charles would last anyway. Yeah, but I, I was, I was, I was, I was talking to my wife the other day, and I was like, imagine if he did take the throne, and then they eventually started putting him on the money, and then he'd been on the money for about a year, and then he dies. Won't matter because money's all going to be dead. <laughs> yeah, we can, we can hope that that's not going to be the case, John. Let's hope. Why can I? Why can you only take people? I used to be able to take £500 out of my cash line at one point. Now, the maximum I can withdraw is 250 No, that's that's not your bank. That's the cash point itself. So it depends what cash point you're using. For example, mm-hmm. I, I'm with Barclays, yeah? Okay. And if I go and withdraw from a Barclays cash point, I can withdraw £500. If yeah. I go and withdraw from another bank's cash point, maybe... But maybe not. And then if you use what's called a note machine cash point, which appear to be popping up everywhere, uh, yeah, they're two fifty. So right. it's well, it's it's. I think it's because they only have a certain amount of cash. They're not actually a bank, and uh, they want it fairly to go around. Yeah. Mm. Although what you can do is simply take out two fifty, put your card back in, take out another two fifty. Okay. Because the daily limit of five hundred is. On Still your account, yeah. Um, although I would love to be able to go to a Barclays cash point and withdraw <laughs> five hundred pounds, John, I'd love to. I can't do that. Can you? No. No. I'm just, I'm just mentioning the thing because when I was moving money from from, um, I really don't want to go into it, but when he was hiding money. <laughs> Cash is king. Cash is king. <laughs> Cash in the mattress. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, what else are we going to talk about? I, I think I think we should uh, we should think about wrapping it up, John. Yeah, yeah. I I do. I I think these good people, these fine people, these lovely people, these dandy people have spent enough time being bored by us tonight. Although, I do have one request for you all. That's one request and one request only. Actually, I've got about seven requests, but we'll start with the first one, which is if you haven't already, whatever platform you're on, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, please like the video and please share it out. Just Click that share button. Go on. Send it out on all your social medias. Send us out into the ether. Um, and the second question. Ether. 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 
Eva. 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 Atmosphere. Atmosphere. No, that was awful. Atmosphere. 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 Not more. Mo. More. No. More. No, not more. Mo. Atmosphere. Do not talk to me. <laughs> I've had enough. Anyway. Uh, right. And one more thing before we let you wonderful people go. Um, if you uh, do enjoy these shows that we do and you have, if you have one pound a month spare, and I know many people don't, by the one way. More. Yeah, but, one more. Yeah, but just one pound. One or more, if you can afford it, then please consider coming over to patreon.com forward slash chasing descent or indeed subscribestar.com forward slash chasing descent and giving us just a little monthly pledge um and there will be other bonus stuff that you will get from us when we can be bothered for doing so um and we do really appreciate it because it does help keep the lights on here uh, and and yeah we would we would love you forever maybe maybe even the next time there'll be a new outro to go with our new end Oh. Uh, Sorearm says, "Don't support Patreon woke wankers." Well, you you use the service of your choice. That's why there's more than one available. Was it not Sorearm that asked for subscribe stuff? It was. It was. And, and, and did we not provide that service? And we, he did subscribe. He did, and now we're going to use that money to help advertise the show, aren't we, John? I hugged my phone up. Because we 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 thought of a bit of a market employee. Yeah. We won't tell you yeah, what it is. We won't tell them. you what it is, but we thought of a bit of a market employee that might be pretty cheap. So <laughs> we we will see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, I'm just queuing up the outro. That's the one, John. Good night. No, no, me. that's not how yeah. you end the show. <laughs> Fucking hell! Thank at least you. give them something. Thank you, one and all, for attending this episode twenty-two of. Bastard dark. Rude bastard. With Yuri Bezmanov's ghost. Until you know. Until the Bianco. You know what Hotel the Bianco was, don't you? No. Was that not one of the KGB? It's very possible, John. Yeah. It's very possible. Brandy With that. Yes. Good night to me. Good night, comrades. We will see you in the next revolution this coming Sunday, 8 p.m. Be here. Or else. See you. See you on the other side. We will see you then. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> bye bye. Take away those diamonds. I don't need those rocks. A second hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty. Without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions Take away those drums
they're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty without conditions Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions your line, I want liberty without conditions, work on the docks or down a hole, come out at night and pray for your soul, I want liberty without conditions, I want liberty on my conditions. Diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my Conditions